Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Build Value by Choice. I'm your host, Nana Bonsu, and today we have a special guest, Nikki Bilyeu. He's here to talk about business growth, transformation, branding in general. Nikki is known as the Millionaire Maker. He's the number one international best-selling author of eight books, including Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion, The Thought Leader's Journey, A Fable of Life, The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Professional Relationships by Serving Your Customer, How to Create a Million-Dollar-A-Year Income, among so many others. He has read over 4,000 books in genres from biography, history, fictional literature, self-help, uh, health and fitness, poetry, business, sales, spirituality, and religion. So he reads along uh, across the gamut. He's the host of the number one podcast in the world for thought leadership called The Thought Leader Revolution, which has featured guests like Dr. Ken Blanchard, John Maxwell, and Jack Canfield. Welcome to Build Value by Choice, Nikki. Man, man, it's an honor to be here, brother. Thanks for having me on. God bless you. Uh, wonderful. It's an honor to have you. Can you tell us a bit more about just, you know, I know I, I kind of scraped the surface a little bit about your background, but I want you all just to get a real sense, a real measure of your background and how you became a thought leader in the areas of entrepreneurship, branding and, and sales. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for the question. So first of all, I'm actually originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. When I was a young boy, 11 years old, the Islamic revolution took place in Iran. And um, the relatively benign dictatorship of the Shah, which was very open, was replaced by the repressive tyranny of the mullahs, and they were not at all open. And my late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall, and he realized that um, this was not going to be a great place for him to raise his Christian family anymore. So what he did was he made a plan. And he got us out of Iran, and eventually we settled where I live now in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So my father, God rest his soul, man, uh, this was a man who changed the trajectory of my life and that of my entire family. We're here right now because dad took the steps to make sure that we get to live in freedom. And this is why I've become such a champion for freedom. People who are you know, born in the uh, West don't necessarily understand how precious the freedoms they have are. You know, they take it for granted, but someone like myself, who comes from a country where freedom didn't really exist, uh, really values it in a, in a big and powerful way. And um, I know there's a lot of people in this day and age that uh, don't get it, and they just go, oh my God, America, what a horrible place, so oppressive, so racist, so sexist. And no one's pretending it's perfect, okay? Because it's not. But are you kidding me? Compared to the rest of the world, what are you, out of your mind? This is the greatest place in the world. Man, you can be anybody from any background and you can win. You can win, right? Right. The, the fact that you were from a different religion or you were from a different ethnicity, you know, the, the, the system doesn't get in your way for those reasons. And in my home country, man, a young woman five months ago, she walked outdoors with her hair uncovered and the police beat her to death. Why? Because yeah. her hair was uncovered. Like, can you can you imagine that? Yeah, and there's, you, you know, it's nuts, man. So I want everyone to understand we're lucky to be here. We're blessed to be here. It is amazing to be here. That's why I'm a champion for freedom, free expression, and free enterprise. And my dad, my dad was all about that too. And my dad was the greatest man I ever knew. He was an entrepreneur. 
He was the kind of man who uplifted people. If he knew you, Nana man, and you were looking for work, he'd make calls and get you a job. If he knew you and you were looking to start a business, he'd sit down with you, he'd talk to you, he'd help you out, even even get you capital. And if he knew you and you were like trying to buy a car, a house, an apartment, and you worked for him especially, and you didn't quite have enough money and the bank wouldn't give you enough, he'd top it up, get you that car, that house, that apartment. Well, why? Well, first of all, this man was, you know, a Christian and he believed he'd been blessed by God. It was his duty as a Christian to share those blessings with other people. Secondly, though, he was rich. He was successful. He could. <laughs> he could. He, he was able to help and he wanted to help. And I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be an uplifter of humanity. I wanted to be a helper. To this day, brother, people come to me out of the blue. I, I don't know them. They go, Nikki, you don't know me, but your dad, your dad did this for me. Your dad gave me money to go to school. Your dad helped me buy a business. Your dad helped me get a house. Your dad is the greatest man I ever knew. It brings tears to my eyes. With these strangers, I cry. And I want to be like him. And eventually, I got into entrepreneurship. And what I realized is like that, I wanted to help people. And so I got into helping professions. I was a top health and fitness coach. I work with Olympic gold medalists like Donovan Bailey and Mark McCoy of mm. Canada. And I work with top CEOs, top realtors. And what I started to realize out of doing this sort of work is that, um, you know what? Um, there's a lot of good people out there in business. Contrary to the stupidity of the media that tries to tell us all business people are bad and wrong and evil, the good people go into business because they want to help people. And they're good at what they do, but they're not good business people, man. There's a technical term for it. They suck at it. <laughs> you know what I right, mean? It's right. a technical term. Why do they suck at it? Well, because they learn to do what they do, but they don't have a business background. Me, I studied business in university. I got my master's degree, you know, and my, I come from a business family. I understand things. These people, though, they don't. And I could see that this was getting in the way of their success. They don't understand marketing or sales or income statements, or balance sheets, or cash flow statements. They don't understand hiring, or firing, or customer service, or systems, or processes. They don't understand culture building. All of this just overwhelms and freaks them out. And I especially saw good people shoot themselves in the foot because they didn't understand sales and marketing. And here's what happens in sales. Now, man, people would come and they just go, oh my God, I don't want to come across as pushy, as salesy. I don't want to come across like I have commission breath. So they don't go after sales they should, bro. And you know what that does, man? That has them not get the business they should. So that hurts them. Right. And it hurts them financially. That has the people they could help not get a good person helping them. That helps them. And some charlatan marketer, some sociopath who doesn't care about people comes in and scoops up that business doesn't care if they do anything for the people. And so the sum total of goodness in the world goes down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. my dad, brother, he came to me and he would say to me, oh, son, life is about people. It's not about money. That's somebody's father. That's someone's brother, someone's son, right? right That's someone's right. husband. That's someone's wife, sister, mother, daughter. You got to like give them everything in your heart. And, you know, they they have somebody that depends on them right? They have hopes, dreams, fears, right? Maybe somebody even like you came to them and like ripped them off. Maybe they don't trust people. So you got to be bigger and better than that to help them get past this. And me, I learned about how to help people for selling 
let's help them reframe that selling because that word messes people up. So I said, let's turn that word from selling to serving. Well, nobody wants to be sold. You don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold. But we love to buy. I love to buy. You love to buy. And we love to be served by a good, caring human being, an advocate. We love seeing those people succeed because we know they put us first. And because they put us first, we want them to win. So I teach people how to put others first. It's not about you. It's not about, are they going to buy from me? Oh, my God. It's about what's going on in their world. How badly are they hurting? How can I help them? That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's just a whole uh, paradigm shift. You know, change your thinking and change your results um, type of thing. And, and yeah, it takes away, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a stigma or whatever it is about, you know, selling. Because without selling, you don't have a, you don't have a, a, a business um, or at least a, a thriving business. So, and so what, so is that why people sometimes stay in your comfort zone? Then, and how do you, I guess, you know, how you get them out of it is, uh, is you know, changing their, Maybe it's just changing the, the language from selling to serving um, um, to because because they're just not comfortable with the way society perceives selling and, and sales. You mentioned this whole thing about a charlatan a marketer. How can one recognize one and, and avoid them? You know, that's a great question. Well, first of all, a charlatan marketer doesn't care about whether or not you get anything. They just care about the sale. So one clue you have is they're pushing for the sale super, super hard. And they're just, they're good at hitting your pain points and they, they grab the sale, but once they make the sale, they disappear. So people have not so great things to say about them, people you actually know. So you may want to check to see if anyone you know has worked with these people. And if they have, then it's time for you to do something about it, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and that's what it is. You have something called a 90 strong challenge. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how can listeners benefit from doing it? Well, look, you know, I think that we 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 all need to get out of our comfort zone. When you're starting the year, a great way to get out of your comfort zone is to challenge yourself. So the 90 strong challenge is just 90 days of doing a whole bunch of things to challenge yourself on a daily basis. So do a daily workout, drink three liters of water every day, follow a, uh, a nutrition and eating plan, make a certain number of sales calls every day do a certain amount of reading every day. You do that for yourself and you design the challenge and individualize it for yourself. Then that 90 strong challenge will take you from where you are to where you want to be. Everybody needs to challenge themselves, especially now, this time of year, you got to go, you got to go hard. You got to push as as hard as you can to make things happen for yourself. Right. Um, So now let's, um, let's, let's, let's talk about, you know, branding and, and I want to pivot into branding and, and uh, making money. How do you create a compelling personal brand through thought leadership? We have this thing called the thought leader revolution. How do you um, create a compelling brand through thought leadership? That's a great question. First of all, you got to understand what is thought leadership, right? Right. The best way to understand thought leadership is to make a distinction between an expert, a thought leader. An expert is someone who knows something, while a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. Experts are a dime a dozen. Thought leaders are rare and valuable. Another way to say it is an expert is like a cover band, while a thought leader plays original music. You'd much rather be a thought leader because you're sought after. And when you're a thought leader, right, you, mm-hmm. you're somebody who's taken the time to really understand an area and understand that area to the point where you understand how what you know can help people that are suffering 
because they don't have that level of expertise or understanding that you do, and they're not applying it in their lives. So let me give you an example with one of my clients. So I I, I had a client who was a, um, a personal fitness coach, and um, that's what he said he did. He said, I'm a personal trainer to everybody. And I, I when I met him, I said, well, okay, who do you work with? And I work with everybody. Everybody goes, I can help you lose weight. I can help you put on muscle. I can help you win competitions. I'm like, you're trying to be all things to all people. That doesn't work, right? And he says, no, but I really can. I said, you can work with anybody with a wallet and a pulse, buddy? And he's like, ha, 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 ha. I guess so. I'm like, no, that's terrible. Right. You need to narrow your focus. You need to be known for some area. He's like, I work with doctors. Okay, why'd you pick doctors? My dad's a doctor. And I love my dad. Go, all right promising and doctors make a lot of money i'm like oh my god no 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 you can't make it about the money no no, no i'm doing it he did it didn't work and i said to him his name was dad i said danny we need to change this he said all right, all right, all right. okay i work with cardiologists I'm like what? where did that come from he goes they make more money i'm like oh my god no he goes no i'm doing it he did it didn't work all of a sudden he started working with a fellow who was a, a paralympian athlete lost his leg in a childhood accident mm. they hit it off they did great work together. This guy went and won some medals at a competition. And he came to me and he's like, Nikki, Nikki, man, I, 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 I've been an idiot. Oh my God, I've been going after the money. I go, yeah, yeah, I've been an idiot. Ah, what an idiot. He says, I'm, I'm not, now I get it. I got I to gotta help people. I'm going to help people. I'm going to help people with missing limbs. I'm like, that's a good idea. Go do that. In six weeks, he signed up 400 clients. Ooh. He was making $1,200 a month before he started doing this. He had seven clients. Seven to four hundred. He went from twelve hundred a month to a hundred thousand dollars a month. Hundred thousand dollars a month. That's pretty. A that's month. one point two. One point two million a year. That's a uh, bro. That's pretty. Why? Yeah. Because he went from I can help anybody to I work with people with missing limbs. Powerful. Very specific. And yeah. I have expertise. I've helped a guy win medals who has a missing limb. And the other thing was these folks with missing limbs, everybody else wasn't going after them. They can't work out. They got missing limbs. Dan knew better. And the message wasn't just, I'm going to train you. The message was, you can do anything anybody else can do. Put yourself in the shoes of someone with a missing limb. Yeah. Do you think they believe they can do anything anybody else can do? Most of them? No. No. They have some limiting beliefs that I cannot, I, I don't have a leg, I don't have an arm, whatever it is that they don't have. I don't have maybe multiple limbs. So I'm limited in what I can do. And Dan's message was bull crap. You can do anything anyone else can do. That's why the message took. It landed. It landed with love. And that's why these folks loved it. And that's why they were ready to pay. Amazing. Amazing. That's Thanks thought leadership, it. brother, versus expert. Right. Can do yeah. anything. <laughs> it's it's kind of in interesting because I've heard of the expert industry, but I don't think I had heard of a thought leadership industry. But maybe there's one idea that that's not even made official. Um, so I mean, I guess that's one way to add a uh, you know a cool 500k to your to your income uh, you know in this year if you're a business owner, I suppose. Oh, are there other ways for people to add it? You know, anywhere from 100 to 500k to their income uh, this year. Well, business income you know, numbers. yeah. Uh, First off, you got to stop selling and you got to start serving. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you got to get your uh, message dialed in. So you're seen as a go-to authority, a thought leader, mm -hmm. right? So without these two, it's not going to work, right? <laughs> and then thirdly, you got to charge what you're worth. 
So many people undercharge in business. And there's only two reasons why they undercharge. One is they don't believe they're good enough. And if that's the case, well, we got to address that. It could be a mindset issue or a skills issue. Either way, we got to address it. Mm -hmm. Secondly, they believe they're good enough, but don't believe anybody will pay. And, you know, that's fear based. So we got to help people charge properly. Here's something I'm going to tell you right now. Undercharging hurts the client. Undercharging hurts the client. What does this crazy man say? What do you mean? (laughs) Undercharging hurts the client. People are paying less. Bull. There's something called expectancy bias. All right. I got two pens here. Mm -hmm. This pen and this pen. All right. They both write. They're both nice looking pens. Right. This pen. Well, by the way, a little fancy. If I mean to dollar pen. If I mean to jack. This uh, for pen people, if I'm interject, it's a thousand dollar pen. Right. Which pen would you rather have? The thousand dollar pen because it's a status. We all want to be associated with a higher status. Right. When you pay more for something, you expect more from it. Right. The opposite end of that is when you pay less for something, you expect less from it. Right. So if you're offering a service to a client, let's say your service is you're helping this client you know, with their marketing to grow their business. And let's say you say to them, I'm going to help you get number one on Google page one. I'm going to help you have a dialed in message and I'm going to help you fivefold your business this year. And they go, great, let's get started. What do you charge? 50 bucks. You're going to go, what? 50 bucks. You're not going to believe it for $50. No. Now, if they said $50,000, you might go, well, that's a lot of money, but at least you'd believe it. Right. And if you made the decision to make that investment, $50,000, brother, fifty, you would expect like a $500,000 return. You follow me? So when you undercharge, the client doesn't show up with leverage to do the work, right? And I'll give you an example of this. Um, At a client, Manhattan, um, he owned um, uh, an acupuncture clinic, Chinese acupuncture, with some other cool aspects thrown in. And he had a good business. He made $150,000 a year, but it wasn't a great business. And, you know, in Manhattan, that's the money came in and went pretty quick and he needed more money. So um, he came to me. He said, I need to make more money. I said, how much you want to make? He says, I want to make a million a year. I'm like, all right, let's look at your business. I did a top down review of his business. His marketing, his sales, everything about his business was great. He had good messaging, good marketing, good selling. He had he delivered incredible results. There's only one thing about his business that sucked, how much he charged. It was mm. terrible. And I, I looked at it and I go, dude, no wonder you're not making enough money. This is what you're charging. I said, you need to raise your fees. He says, okay, what, 10%, 20%? No, 2,000%, 20 fold. What? I can't, I can't, I can't relax. Don't hyperventilate. Relax. He's like, okay, but no one. I said, look, they will. He said, okay, I'll five fold it. I'll seven fold it, but I won't 20 fold it. Fine, seven fold it. See? Seven, not five, sevenfold. I told him. He sevenfolds it. Brother, he instantly got 20 times as many clients because he had mm. high level people in Manhattan who started to value what he was doing differently. And they brought all their friends. The great actor Robert De Niro was a client of his, and he brought a bunch of celebrities there after he raised the piece. He went from 150000 to $1.2 in four months. He made $1,050,000 extra revenue in four 
matz. Why? Because he charged what he was worth. He didn't overcharge, but he didn't undercharge. You follow me? We don't want you to gouge, but we don't want you to charge too little. If you don't get what you should get, you won't give what you should give. It's bad news all the way around, right? Yeah, so long as you can live with it, with the pressure of having to perform to the level at which you're charging. Some people may not be comfortable with that. And I guess that comes back to that whole thing with um, comfort zone and, and being able to get out of the comfort zone, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's a whole belief the life system. wasn't built for comfort. The great Ed Milet, the author of the book, The Power of One More, said that comfort and greatness cannot coexist. You gotta pick which one you want. That's a that's a, that's a very, very powerful kind of um you know, you know um, advice and then pardon shot. I mean, this is we could go on forever. I mean, this is this is real powerful. So I think you know the main thing if I if, if I were to pick from the conversation that we've had, and clearly, you know, we got to do an encore because I mean there there's uh there's so much. I think next time we're probably gonna do it in a whole hour. <laughs> um so um just the whole thing about freedom, um, the whole thing about thought leadership, you know, exercise your freedom, cherish your freedom, um, you know, focus your area of expertise too, so you can raise a level of original thought leadership and then charge for what you're worth or what your services are worth, and that will put you ahead of the game. Is there anything else you will add to that? Did I encapsulate it um or whatnot? Or is there like uh, maybe a different kind of twist you you add to it? You also need to not do it alone. You need mentoring, you need coaching, you need help. Don't do 2023 alone. Because if you do it alone, you're going to lose. That is a lot of people in business do that. I'll figure it out. You won't. You don't have the knowledge. You need outside coaching, mentoring. Robin Sharma, who was a client of mine, the legendary author of the legendary book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. I coached him on his health and well-being. I used to be one of the top coaches in the world in Mm. this. And when I was working with Robin, I said to him, Robin, how do I double my income? He said, easy, simple, triple your investment in personal and professional development. Triple it. Triple your investment in personal and professional development. That should should be a New Year's resolution, I suppose. Yeah. So you do that. You got to hire the coaches and the mentors and join the peer groups and attend the conferences and buy the courses, buy the books. That is the only way. You must find people. That's what we tell people. That's what we do for our people. We give them the mentorship to allow them to win. Well, that's 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 great. I mean, I, and I think sometimes, um, you know, the question is, if how would you um, help people think about that investment? Because it's not about looking at the cost of, for instance, uh, this coach or this consultant or this mentor is 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 pricey, right? Because it's 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 about changing the thinking about okay, I'm investing in myself. This is personal development and and just how that is a key in terms of you know tripling your your growth or tripling your your success. What is the one thing that people can you know hear or need to learn to change their thinking around the price or pricing to the value, uh, you know, the price value conversation? Look. Here's what I say when I work with people in business. Here's what I do for my clients. I help them add one to two zeros to their annual income. Mm -hmm. One to two zeros while working 10 to 20 hours less a week. If you're a service provider or service-oriented business, you're in my sweet spot. So now let me ask you a question. You're a business owner. It's the beginning of 2023. Would it be interesting for you, valuable for you to add one to two zeros 
to your business's annual income this year while working 10 to 20 hours a week? Would that be appealing to you? Oh, absolutely. Yes. So that's my message. If you agree with my premise and we have a conversation and you feel that I'm trustworthy and you feel that I have a track record that I've done this for people and you have confidence in your own ability to take coaching and execute, then it's a no brainer for us to do business. Right. Now, if you don't think someone's trustworthy, if you don't believe they have a track record, or if you don't believe in your own ability to execute the coaching, then you shouldn't do it. Yeah, it's that simple. No, that's great. Well, thank you again, Nikki. How do people, um, how can people, you know, get in contact with you, follow your work and, and learn more about what you're doing? I'm on any social media platform, Nikki Bilu, N-I-C-K-Y-B-I-L-L-O-U. Just go in there, type in my name. I'm the only one in the world. So it's easy to find me that way on any social media platform. If you go to Amazon, I've written eight books and I have two podcasts. Type in Nikki Bilu, N-I-C-K-Y-B-I-L-L-O-U. You will find my eight books and you will find my two podcasts. So it's simple. All that is like, you know, free and easy to do. But if you own a business and you're looking to add that one to two zeros this year to your income and you want to do it without burning out and you want to even work less, then the best thing for you to do is to go to my link for entrepreneurs that's called ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. It's a success coaching call where we design your success for the year for free, for free. So go over there, fill out a form that just, that's my screening form, my vetting form. I want to make sure I'm talking to a serious business owner, not just a tire kicking person, but let's jump on a call Let's get connected. You deserve to win. You deserve success. And you deserve to know Nikki Baloo because, you know, I'm a man with a lot of energy, a lot of passion. I'm good at helping people. <laughs> I know that's right. Definitely lots of energy and uh, lots of uh, lots of uh, spirit and spirit of service. So that's that's awesome. Well, thank you so very much, Nikki. Really appreciate your time. Show. And uh, like I said, you know, we'll, we'll definitely you know, schedule an encore because there's a lot of a lot of passion and a lot of uh, knowledge to share with the world. So thank you again for coming. We really appreciate your insight. Yeah. God bless you, man. Thanks for having me on All the right. show. Really great to be here. Cheers. Wonderful. So for everybody, this is the, the end of the show. You can follow up um, on the show's uh, website, uh, inforizons.com forward slash podcast. We're going to have next um, information in the show notes so you can get that information there as well. Bye for now. Thank you.